I'm Brennan Mejia, and I play Tyler, the Red Dino Charge Ranger, and you're listening to the Lightning Collective Podcast, hosted by Callum. It's about to get wild! Hello and welcome to the Lightning Collective Podcast. I'm your host Callum, and today I'm going through the 1995 Mighty Morphin Power Rangers toy line. Joining me on this journey once again is Orion, or Power Rangers Chief. How are you doing? Hey, yeah, I'm doing well, Callum. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, cheers. I'm good. So, uh, before we talk about the topic for this week, just news, and the first bit of news is that Super 7 sort of teased two new releases for Wave 2, and that is Rita and Pink, or the Pink Ranger. Um, Did you see these? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so Pink Ranger's got the Kim and the Cat Heads, doesn't it? Like, the Yellow Ranger had the Trini and Aisha ones, which I like that they're doing that. I like the the Rita one that they've revealed as well. I still can't fully visualise these as toys. They look too CGI cartoonish at the moment. Yeah, I get what you mean. It's so I I really like that Rita. I think that head, head sculpt. If it was if it had Hasbro's printing tech on it, I think would be amazing. But they're going for this cartoony vibe, which we saw in Wave One. The pink ranger, like with the yellow ranger, I I don't really like. I don't think it's as accurate as it could be. And the heads, I don't think, look like the actresses at all. Mm. I know they're going for the more cartoony vibe, but it's just... You're paying, like, £55, I think, or something like that. 50 to £55. And, like, the accessories that they come with are great. Like, they come with really obscure things that only appeared in like one episode but yeah there's just something not that doesn't sit quite right with me especially with the articulation because i've only got single joints in the knees and elbows so it's just and i know that the guy who runs super seven i know that he absolutely hates double joints and you know what sometimes they work sometimes they don't i completely understand personally i don't like double joints on female figures that aren't bulky if they're quite slender it just looks really weird and skeleton like with double joints i completely get that i mean you're paying a premium and i think yeah they they just don't sit right with me but the rita figure i think looks great i Mm. really like her well i would imagine we're recording this on the 10th of october and i I would imagine the other two figures are going to be revealed over the course of the next week so we won't be covering that this week i'll probably cover that next episode but yeah so if if you like those by all means go grab them i probably won't just because of the price i'm tempted by that rita but i don't know if it's 50 pounds worthy i'm tempted i haven't actually got any of them on pre-order yet but uh, yeah I, part of me does want them i know in the us i think pre-orders for the first wave of now cut off because i know that it's made to order mm-hmm. but here in the uk i think they just i think um shops just order a set amount and then yep. you know whether they're whether they're in stock or not you can grab them over here you've got plenty of time the next bit of news staying on with toys is hasbro out of the blue out of nowhere i think on wednesday was it or tuesday something like that they mm-hmm. unveiled seven-inch Megazords, and hold your horses a bit, because it's not as impressive as it sounds. So they're kind of like the Nutcracker figures, but in amazing, gorgeous boxes that I absolutely love. And the first wave is the Dino Megazord from MMPR, the Thunder Megazord from MMPR, 
the Galaxy Megazord from Lost Galaxy and NinjaCon from Ninja Storm. What a first wave, really. I mean, the last two were quite strange choices in my opinion. The first two are sort of given because I know that both of those are fan favourites. What did you think of these reveals? They just came out of the blue, out of nowhere. Really bizarre. They did. They really did. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm glad to be honest that we're talking about this a few days later because I think I have a different reaction to them now as than I did at the time. I've. I kind of understand them now. I. They're like sixteen dollars each for retail recommended price. I really like the boxes, like the kind of retro VHS inspired look. That's really quite unique i think uh, and especially for power rangers interesting selection obviously two mmprs in there um lost galaxy which is actually weirdly tempting for me as someone that doesn't have any lost galaxy deluxe swords this could be a nice way to get into that uh, and to have something to go with my lost galaxy lightning collection figures the ninja con that was really uh where kind of my heart fell through the floor because I thought, why have they done this? Why not the Ninja Storm Storm Megazord? Why not the the Thunder Megazord or even the Samurai Star? Why the toy exclusive Bandai weird extra release that was just designed to sell some power spheres at an ex at a higher price? I don't. I just didn't get it. Now I'm like, okay. In a way, they've done us a favor because we know how big the Ninja from the retro morphin series is this is obviously like a red repaint of it so now we understand the scale of these these megazords we know how they would look with the rest of the figures either basic or lightning collection so obviously for them cheap repaint but also for us a bit of a heads up on what to actually expect for these things my other hesitance about them doing NinjaCon was that it that it wouldn't sell that people would say i don't want that that's not screen accurate you know the kind of reaction that i'm having but that would um influence hasbro to avoid doing anything else ninja storm because they would say oh that one's not selling i wonder why it's a perfectly valid megazord like the other three yeah i just i want ninja storm lightning collection clearly and uh i just this worried me that this was going to be a blocker to ever getting them it wouldn't surprise me if they designed this whole line around this one figure which is, I know it sounds really odd, but it's a very obscure repaint in the, it's a, it's a, I mean, we were, I mean, I was expecting this one because Ninja was repainted, well, like you said, in Ninja Storm with this red colour scheme and called NinjaCon. And I don't remember ever seeing it in stores, I'll be honest, but it's anyone who knew about this character or you know this obscurity in power rangers lore knows that this one was coming eventually we just don't, didn't know how or when mm. and i think it's quite creative that they've put him in this line rather than the automorphin line because he's not mighty morphin he's ninja storm or supposed to be ninja storm yeah. so i think it's a creative way of including him and i think that it's just a way to re-release that mold again I, like, I don't think, I think they're fully expecting him not to sell as well as the other three, but it's going to be interesting to see how, if he's even, you know, in stores at all, or whether people are going to be picking him up or not. I know yeah. Josh absolutely loves this obscure thing, and uh, I know that a lot of people on Twitter like it as well, and yeah. most of my comments are just saying, who is this red guy? <laughs> because clearly they weren't around during Ninja Storm, so... 
And even if they were. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really odd. I won't get him. If you want to get him, fair play to you. Um, he's just not for me. The only one I'm really tempted by is Lost Galaxy, and I'm pretty sure it's just because the blocky nature of Lost Galaxy sort of lends itself to these Zord mm-hmm. sort of figures because they are quite blocky. Yeah. I think the worst one of all, or in my opinion, the worst one is definitely the Thunder Megazord. Mm-hmm. It looks very cheap. Very yeah. cheap. It's the grey plastic that they put all over him and it just doesn't do itself any favours. Also, the sculpts are kind of soft on them as well. Mm-hmm. It's weird, like, every, like the last two years or so of Megazords, like, we've had so many different versions already. It, it seemed like Hasbro is just kind of firing in all directions. Like, we've had that giant articulated 12-inch Zeo Megazord we've seen, but I don't think we've had yet released those third-party die-cast ones, you know, where they've done Thunder Megazord and... I want to say Shogun Megazord? can't remember but with like really um strange proportions so like really caricaturized shoulders whereas i I think with these retro inspired ones it feels like they've they've started from a place of trying to make them more show suit accurate there's just i think the the final execution of that thunder megazord just seems more like a like a mcdonald's toy than any of the others i really like the idea of them but I yeah. don't think they've executed them as well as they could have. And if I was in charge of Hasbro, the way that I, or the Power Rangers line, the way that I would have released these was as blind boxes and smaller. Oh, yeah. Because these are seven inches. And if you've got, you know, because every season for the most part has got multiple Zords, mm-hmm. Mega Zords you're going to really struggle to find a place for these if you decide to go all in. So the way that I would have done it was have them be three to four inches and be in blind boxes. Yeah. Have the same, have the exact same paint apps um, because they're smaller. I think you can get away with less paint. Mm. Have the exact same paint apps that they've got, exact same articulation, which is just the neck, shoulders, wrists, and potentially legs, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell. But that's the way that I would have done it. The Dino Megazord and Thunder Megazord, I think, just needs more paint. Mm. Because the upper body for Dino Megazord is fine, but the lower body, the legs, yeah. is just awful. Yeah. I have seen on Instagram people colouring the, the digital press shots of them, and they do look better when that is applied. So you would assume it would look all right on the final figure as well. It is interesting. I, I like the price point of, like, $16 because... Obviously, we're we're feeling a bit choked at the moment by the monsters being far too expensive and not really having enough paint on either. So it's interesting that we're kind of almost in that scale with these, but at a much more refreshing price point. I completely agree with the price in the US, but because of Brexit or COVID or whatever, the price over here is, I think, too much. They are 18 to 20 pounds, depending on where you go. Yeah, it's a bit excessive again. But for what you get, it's not, it's not ideal, especially when you can get 
for three pounds more, yes, an inch less of plastic, but also you do get removable uh, hands and whatnot in the Lightning collection mm-hmm. for twenty-two pounds to well thirty pounds, I guess. But yep. yeah, I mean, I do really like the boxes, and I'm very tempted by that Galaxy Megazord. I think that one is definitely the best one out of the four of them for me yeah. personally. It looks like they've they've given Galaxy Megazord the sword and the condor that the condor separates so it can be the weapon or it can be the backpack so that's quite interesting because the others have only got one sword each they've not even given the shield to the dino megazord people would have been mad if they just gave it the sword and not the condor i don't Mm. know if the condor can be used as a weapon though it can definitely plug onto the back but i don't know if it can be used as a weapon yeah to be fair there's not not a photo of it holding it just a photo of it separate so we'll have to wait and see but yeah i think the blocky design of galaxy megalod really lends itself well i think for the other two they should have leaned more heavily into the suit Mm -hmm. suit proportions so the bigger heads and just the we should probably mention just that this is interesting for ninjacon that they are kind of proving once again that they have access to the entire Bandai back catalogue as well as the TV show. So anything that Bandai made, I guess the rights belong to Saban, so the rights now belong to Hasbro. So I, I suppose we can see also another thing as well that was in the comment sections was that people were really excited by the prospect of NinjaCon because of the toy exclusive characters from RPM. Mm. I can't remember the names of them, but I think they were uh, like sort of like a burgundy to brown, silver, and then a cyan. I want to say mm, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So they're they're excited by the possibility of those ranges, but they probably won't come for another few years. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if we get those in the lightning collection before basically any other ranger. Yeah. Also, the uproar if they were announced before gen or you know another <laughs> fan favorite yeah. would be insane yeah and then uh last bit of news is on netflix powering just dino fury part two or season one part two is going to be on netflix by the time that you actually listen to this it's going to appear on the 15th of the 10th which is the friday but i'll talk more about the the season when i get to reviewing it with tom but uh yeah i wasn't too pleased with the ending i thought it was way too abrupt and uh but yeah so but it's it's there on netflix on the 15th which you'll be watching when you're on actually <laughs> yeah i will fill in the gaps yeah i've seen yeah. the start i've seen the end i just need uh a few in the middle but I, I probably won't watch all of them i'll just stick to the main story beats right on to the topic the 1995 toy line Thankfully, on GreenRanger.com, which is where what we're going to be using for these uh, releases, thankfully they're now pretty much all in order, apart from a few things. So we're not going to be going back and forth. Well, I say we, I'm not going to be going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like I did with the other two episodes. So it should be an easy listen, hopefully. Cross Crossing my fingers. So uh, the first set of releases for 1995 which was spring of is the the first codes because we're going by code order is the power rangers collectible series 2 the little like 1.5 inch metal figurines like i think metal heroes 
uh, I think uh, the brand. I, I think these are just plastic. Are they? Oh, are they plastic? Yeah, I think so. I've never, I've never held one. Yeah, they but... look like um, they look like the green soldiers, don't they? Actually, yeah, with more paint. But the releases are Billy Bulk, Jason, Kimberly, Lord Zed, Silverhorns, Skellerina, Skull, Trini, White Ranger, and Zack. They the Rangers are all in their civilian forms. Bulk and Skull are as well, and then you've got the monsters, and then White Ranger actually, which. Yeah, these I don't really know who these are for. <laughs> They're like they look to me like party favors. Do you know, like when you would get like a party bag at a kids' oh, party? Oh yeah, because their their SRP is one dollar nineteen cents. So it's uh, they they just don't look like Bandai toys to me. I can't believe the Bandai logo is on there. They're like they've got they've got those forced bases to kind of keep them upright. They have no posability. They look about two what are they two inches tall or three inches tall yeah they're very peculiar and more so is that uh, that they've used the season one team of civilians jason trini and zach are in there despite this being the third year of the show yeah they would have been gone by nearly a year at this point so yeah. long it's gone it's weird we'll move swiftly on unless you've got anything more to add to those uh, I I was just looking at the Silverhorns monster one, and I, I quite like that. There's like a nice amount of paint and detail on it. <laughs> so it's cast in that navy plastic, and then it's painted grey, silver, with black as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot I mean, of paint. I guess you wouldn't be able to do anything with it, but it, it it's just it's quite kind of nice. Moving on to the action feature Evil Space Villains Series 2, we've got Evil Light, Lord Zed, Darting Tun, Pythor, Falls Apart, Party Patrol, Sword Slashing, Goldar, Snapping Chest, in Invenusable Fly Trap. That's a hard one to say. <laughs> Headbutting Robo Goat. How have I never heard of Robo Goat? That sounds incredible. Oh my god, and his design is incredible as well. Did you have any of these growing up? Yes, just two. So we had Evil Light Lord Zed, where his chest would light up with a little uh, hold of the button on the back. And of course, the fabled Falls Apart Putty Patrol, or to us, like the Z Putty, which was really fun. Uh, you would push in the Zed on the chest, and the two arms and the head would pop out. And I think you could actually pull off the legs. They were just on like very simple ball joints. So you could like separate them into even more pieces if you wanted. This was this was back when we only had one. So we would like have to simulate a battle between six rangers and putties and just keep using the same putty over and over. They were they were really fun. And I, I think I may have in an eBay auction acquired a few more of these. I just can't remember which ones. I definitely don't have the python. That looks weird. How tall are these? These are, I want to say, five inches. They are in scale with the automorphins. Oh, nice. I really yeah. like the look of all of these. I'm just going through the photos. Mm -hmm. They look really good. Yeah. Oh, I had Goldar as well, but I, is Goldar a re-release, I think? I, I think he was released basic-wise. I don't think he had a action feature. I think this oh, is okay. the first time with an action feature. Wow. So I went from like zero villains to three. Well, I had the parrot repeat 
one as well. But yeah, I think we only ever had four villains back in the day. That Goldar looks really nice. Yeah, it was a. Uh, mine broke because I uh, <laughs> unscrewed it once and I never got it to like go back together properly. I mean, it's back together. I disconnected the mechanism somehow. It would do it. It has a like a tab on it on the red belt, and you would like use your thumb to um kind of move his midsection, and his left arm just kind of slashes downwards with the sword. I'd be interesting. I'd be interested to see how many people broke theirs through just play because it's made out of that gold, that infamous gold plastic that just shatters like glass. Well, that's what I've heard. I've, I've never owned anything that's made out of this stuff but yeah with the transformers line people are quite miffed whenever there was a figure that was always released in this sort of yeah. gold uh plastic because it was just so brittle yeah mine's been all right so far but you never know but when it gets to this old <laughs> <laughs> yeah that invincible flytrap guy is an odd villain i wouldn't have thought he would have looked like that yeah Snapping chest. I'd be interested to see how that one works. I don't have that one. That's quite intriguing. My favourite is the Robo Goat, though. Yeah. 100%. I really want that now. Yeah. Enjoy the Robo Goat. <laughs> right, on to the next set of releases, which we sort of went into a bit last time, but they re released the Pink Ranger Kimberly and Yellow Ranger Trini for the Dolls line. And then uh, that same year, they released, re-released Kimberly, and they've they put Aisha there as well. And I think in the same, they've re-released them a lot. They yeah. re-released them again in summer of 1995. The Yellow and Pink Rangers movie edition, which I think is just like a sparkly clothing that they've got, and then re-released them again in full as a two-pack. Gosh. Or they seem to have different outfits every time. Do they? Two packs look the same, to be fair, for outfits, but I think the individual ones are different. Yeah, it, oh yeah, they are different, actually. It'd be interesting to like hear from uh, any any girls that had these and whether they actually like them. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to hear that as well. If, uh, if... Oh my god, have you seen the playset? Yeah, I'm, I was just about to move on to that. And spring 1995, the Power Rangers Girl Carrying Case playset. I don't know if the... I don't think the Rangers would have been included, but basically it's Ernie's Bar, which actually wow. would have been quite a cool accessory if uh, with the, what, the 8-inch line? Yeah. That would have been that would have been actually quite neat. Yeah, I can't believe I, I didn't... Uh, twig on this but yeah this is actually like an early ernie's juice bar playset. i mean so you've got two bits of plastic one simulated ernie's bar and then the other a clothes changing room really old combination but you know what and then it comes with a table two chairs and a balancing post is that what it's called oh, yes. uh, Kimberly's gymnastics bar thing yeah and on the front of it the rangers are in their ranger uniforms <laughs> or outfits, which would never happen. No. But hey-ho, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, it, it does actually look really nice. It is a bit too two-dimensional, though. Yeah. I was just thinking how how easy that would be to uh, replicate now. 
Is that oh, and there's uh, there's more for the girls out there. So there's the Power Rangers girls mini world, which I have a feeling would be trying to replicate replicate. Sorry, Molly in my pocket. By the looks of it, they weren't released. Ah, oh, and that would have been another Ernie's juice bar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these look like they're in line with the collectible figures. If you look at the photos, oh, yeah. it looks like they've got the like the one point five inch figures in front of them. Wow. I can that see why they weren't released now. Yeah. Yellow Ranger Mini World? Is that just like Aisha's house? This is very strange. <laughs> what other, what just... other licenses did Bandai have? I can't remember back then. Oh, I don't know. Because it could have been just uh, the cardboard cutout from another toy line. They were just like, sod it, let's just put Power Rangers on it and see how yeah. well it sells. Yeah, good point. I mean, that makes me think of like kind of Mighty Max, kind of Polly Pocket, but I don't think either were Air Bandai, but I, I think they were just like an easy thing for all toy companies to be mimicking at that point of time, mid-90s and all that. But yeah, they weren't released. Oh. Shame. <laughs> uh, right, moving on to the 8-inch Talking Power Rangers. They're the exact same as uh, the first releases. We've got Tommy as a standard release as his White Ranger counterpart now and uh, yeah they all talk this time did you have any of these or did you see them in the wild or did you notice them in the wild i didn't actually i i can't remember seeing them to be honest but i mean maybe i did and just instantly ignored them yeah they are just kind of those original eight inch figures but i, I guess with batteries and talking effects in i seem to remember there's a like an ad on youtube you can watch of these uh, like a commercial to advertise them from 95 and i think they are the usual generic non-actor voices so I, that was probably quite off-putting right the one selling point of the toys and you can't even get that right <laughs> amazing yeah. and released with them in fall of 95 was talking lord Z. did you have this one or did you by this point were you firmly into the automorphin figure so you just didn't bother with the 18 inch line anymore yeah, very firmly into the automorphins. This Talking Lord Zed was based on the, I think, 7-inch Evil Space Alien version of him, which I did have, but my one's definitely very hollow, and it definitely doesn't talk, but it looks exactly the same otherwise. Right, okay. Yeah, he looks a bit basic compared to the Rangers. He's only got five points of articulation, mm. and I don't know what it is with 80s and 90s toys with their action figures that have five POA. Not so much with Star Wars, but they're always in a crouching position. Quite weird. And I yeah. don't understand it. Next up in spring of 1995 is the Micromorphin playset. Oh, I remember. I always see these on on groups. Oh yeah, always. So they are playsets inside the Morphers. So there is the Pink Ranger, Red Ranger, and White Ranger. I wonder for the White Ranger, is it the Gold Morpher? It's not actually. It's it's just a regular Silver Morpher with the fake Tiger Zord coin. Amazing. Why didn't they just use the normal tiger coin? That makes it's, no sense to me. It's hilarious. Like the picture on here of the box shows the cartoon of the White Ranger holding it with the regular White Ranger coin. And then... yeah, let's just let's just take a moment to look at that image because it, there's so many things wrong with it. <laughs> so on this card back, you've got the five Rangers in the top corner that says Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to the uh, to the right. 
it says white rangers micromorph in playset you've then got the actual toy itself right in the center and then in the bottom right corner you've got the white ranger with lips with lips oh, holding the morpher didn't even notice that i don't that like is... it it's weird no. it's creeping me out oh it reminds me of that meme where it's like white ranger with lips can't hurt you it doesn't exist <laughs> and then below it's just called the image of it oh that's so sinister terrifying yeah, the, yeah. the other two make sense because they've got them on the helmets. White Ranger doesn't, so it's just really weird. Did you mm. have any of these Micromorph in play sets? I know that in the 90s they were a huge thing. And I had a few <laughs> just one, I had the White Ranger one, which I think I still have somewhere, but I've basically lost complete? everything. No, okay. I've, I've still got, I think I've still got the stairs. The stairs are like, like a an element that you clip on both the uh, wall bit and the floor bit and then it's got a like a trap door on the top for goldar to fall into like a, a jail cell at the bottom so right. that was that was it's probably it's big unique action feature the uh the coin at the top was quite cool it would turn around it would like rotate like out to the outside of the morpher and on the other side was like a little holding groove for the uh, power ranger figure to uh, latch on to or be kind of trapped in whatever you want to go for there uh interesting that they came with the thunder zords even though this would have been season three and also they had although i never really used because i only had one this little uh plate which you would clip on the side and then you could connect another morpher next to it i suppose it was supposed to be like a kind of connection bridge encouraging you to get all of them and i think had they have done all six which i don't think they did they would have formed like a complete circle of play sets but obviously they only did three that's interesting yeah so like you mentioned this playset comes with the tiger lord the or goldar and then the white ranger mm. i don't know why the tiger tiger zords included because it's way out of scale <laughs> it really is really bizarre i guess the other two are the exact same so the yellow ranger sorry the pink ranger comes with the flytrap guy and herzord yep and lava it looks like <laughs> looks like yep okay odd and then the red ranger comes with obviously the red ranger zed i think that is and then yeah the well half of the dragon sword <laughs> i know i'm curious to know like what is that a complete red dragon and it just has a really small body because there's no way it has its full tail it's like it's decapitated <laughs> but uh yeah so next up are the thunder bikes which i think these appeared on the show right no they didn't did we talk about these last week yeah these are different these are um oh revan yeah, so these are these look to be smaller, right? And yeah. uh, they're just the sort of the motorized ones where you pull them back and then let them go. Yeah, or possibly the ones where you can just like push them forwards and the wheel keeps spinning or something. Depends how cheap they went. Yeah, this would have been so, the year that shark cycles were out on the show, which I'm sure we'll get to in the list later. But it just seems like they were trying a lot of things based on season two. I wonder if. I wonder, to be fair, if Bandai recruited other manufacturers maybe to do like the play sets, the dolls and the um, these like little bikes and those tiny figures where they've still got the season one cast because 
they just don't seem to be able to keep up with the pace of the show. They just seem to be releasing a lot in 95, which is based on season one and two. They do release stuff from, well, definitely the movie in 1995. But yeah, it just seems like they're playing catch up. I mean, I guess like Power Rangers had become so big so fast and they were ill prepared for it. They couldn't keep toys in stock. So maybe this was just the point where they were starting to catch up and really starting to, uh, I guess, capitalise on the successes of their wares that so far. So they're, they're thinking, what have we got? We know everyone's seen season one, so let's give them some stuff from season one. Whereas I think later in the run from Bandai, we came to expect it to be perfectly in sync and usually ahead of what we would get on the TV show. I, I, I'm assuming you didn't have any of the Revan Thunderbikes then? I did not, no. Uh, I, By the yeah. sounds of it, you didn't even know they existed. No, I don't think so. I mean, these are these are really basic. Cheap. I don't think the figure's detached. I think they just, they're just... It's all one piece. If I was to be generous, I would say nicely painted. They do look like bootlegs, though, don't they? They do. They look like the kind of thing you would find uh, like a random store <laughs> in like a chinese market or something yeah like where have these come from but clearly power rangers because thunder bikes uh right moving on to the 5.5 inch figures so there are 10 of these five of sorry no 12 of these uh six of which were released in summer and six of which were released in full the first six are just regular red ranger to white ranger uh which is really odd when you click on the image it comes up with these special metallic editions. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would imagine they weren't metallic. Do you remember these at retail at all? I do, yeah. So this oh, is wait, kind of... hold up. This is confusing. Okay, right. So they're the same exact... This is where we kind of enter Power Rangers... Might from Power Rangers, the movie's toy line. So I feel like they... Not rushed out, but they... These these initial movie editions are your the first time we ever had these shiny metallic figures, uh, which was Bandai's um, way around doing the proper movie suits uh, as action figures. So in principle, they kind of took the molds of the Automorphins, they took out the actual Automorphin feature and just replaced it with just like a regular one-headed figure and the, in, instead of the dino uh, coins they gave them the ninja coins except for tommy who still just has the uh, white tiger emblem on his shield because it's a, a separate piece again so yeah those figures i remember having white and i think we possibly had black possibly through my bro and then it would have been probably in England a year or two later, we found in like a, a discount store these special edition automorphins, which at first you kind of do a double take and say, oh, it's the movie toys again, but in the TV show uh, packaging. But no, they actually put the automorphin feature back in these. So if you were going to get any, I would say get the special editions because they have the ninja coins on the chest and they morph. So they're the better ones. Yeah, I was just about to correct myself. So the full releases are the Automorphins and the first six are the regular ones. What I find really odd, what I find really odd to do with Bandai is that they just didn't make new molds for the Rangers. Because mm. the six suits are basically the same, except for the helmets. 
and the first releases come with their original coins. Yeah, not even ninja coins. No, no, and they're like in their respective colours. You would think they would re-sculpt them, but we didn't get those until, what was it, like 2016, 2017? I think it was 2015 when they finally did those legacy uh, 5-inch movie figures, which are still brilliant. Right, okay, yeah. I, I know there was a bunch of QC issues with those because of the coins in the chest. So scared when mine arrived, like, just, like, frantically checking the uh, the chest and the Morpha buckles, like, is it is it right? Is it right? And uh, especially <laughs> for the uh, for the Morpha buckles, it's actually kind of hard to tell because there's not a lot of detail there. Yeah. But I think I'm okay. The metallic ones look great, though. Oh, sorry, the the metallic automorphins look great with their uh, with their coins. They do, yeah. I I've, I have a whole set of these now. Uh, I didn't have yellow for years. I remember our mum buying these for us. She said, "Like, do you want them?" And we were like, "Yeah," but they they only <laughs> had five five of the six. But they would. I remember they were like two pound each. Which is just nuts money now. So for like £10, we got five of the six automorphins and just assumed we would find yellow later, but obviously never did. But I found it on eBay after a, a long, a long time. Um, did, uh, was the paint okay or...? No, the paint was not okay. Um, oh. uh, yeah, but it's okay. Just put oh. it in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the coin, was this the only time that they released them with the coins, with the correct coins on the chest? Yeah, yeah. I think these are the only way of getting ninja coins, and and unless you unless you count like the ninja rangers, either the old ones or the ones that have been announced for next year. Moving along is the first Megazords, which is the movie edition of the Ninja Mega Falcon Zord, and the uh, wait, what Ninja Falcon Zord? Oh, okay, right, okay, so. There's one that's summer of 1995, and then uh, there's one which is fall of 1995, so the first one is the movie version. Is there any difference between them? I don't think there is. No, I think all that they've changed is the packaging. So it's gone from movie packaging to TV series packaging. Yeah, it comes with the same chrome. Yeah, we had it when it was in the movie packaging, I think Christmas of 95? It was it was kind of cool. It's it's kind of the the new version of that uh, original intermediate Dino Megazord where the legs would pop off but nothing else. This uh, gives you a like a Ninja Megazord figure, which although it says movie edition, let's be real, it's still based on the like TV series version. The fists, you see, they've got little white tab buttons up on the forearms. They they don't launch the fists, so. I suppose a bit of a relief is you're never going to lose them, but they they pop out on like these little uh, on these little stems. I want to say like a kind of one inch uh, it gives you a one inch punch basically from each fist. And then the Falcon Zord, it had the Falcon Zord actually had a bit of articulation, so you could you could kind of put it in its uh, rockets away mode where you could fold in its feet, head, and wings. But equally, it had like a little hexagon. I think connector which would clip it onto the back of the ninja megazord the sword is interesting as well if you see it's actually got a power sword so they would have had to have put a hole in the ape fist cover to allow it to hold that the sword's actually based on the ape zords uh two little swords that he has in zord mode so that's quite interesting so looking at the photos and what you've just told me these are the cheap versions of the zords 
Yeah, this would have been about, I think in England, about 10, 15 pounds. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because I was looking at it and I was like, I swear the Falcon's Ord was like 10 times bigger than that. Yeah. I remember it being, well, I was three years old, but I remember it being huge when I held it. Yeah. Uh, And this doesn't look it. So, yeah, that makes sense. Moving on from those is the 8-inch figures, which I think are just re-releases that are yet metallic. Same exact figures as the originals back in 93, just metallic. Not really creative. I didn't have any of these. Did you have any of these? No, I didn't actually. I think I remember seeing them, just not needing them. Yeah, they if they were brand new sculpts, yeah, I think they, people would have if, been all over them. Exactly. The band almost did as a favour. If, if they had actually sculpted them based off the movie suits, they would have been must-haves. Yep. But, uh, oh well. So, moving swiftly on, as there's nothing more to say on them, is the, finally, the automorphin figures for Rocky, Aisha, Adam, and White Ranger Tommy. You, I'm pretty sure last time you said that you really struggled to get these. I I think it's only in years that have followed that I've realised how rare these were. Um, We had Rocky and Adam and Tommy, but again, not Aisha. And now you kind of kick yourself for not trying harder at the time because of how expensive they are on the aftermarket. The the original Season 1 Automorphins you can get for a pretty decent rate, but these four from Season 2, they are they really hold their value of being incredibly overpriced. I mean, Very I really like the Aisha one. Yeah. I think that yeah, one's they... pretty neat. I mean, these are the same exact ones pretty much apart from the heads, but... Um... It was nice that they did that. It was, uh, yeah, it's it's nice that they actually changed them for the new actors, um, and that they were still the same. They still were compatible with your existing automorphins, so they hadn't like changed them in any way. So they even gave you the weapons again, so you could still form the power blaster with your original Billy and Kimberly, and you know, and then you've got the new three. So I I did like that they did that because you could kind of keep your your play accurate to what had changed on the show. I almost think now they would have changed the molds and made you rebuy the whole team. I wouldn't be surprised. Right, and then the three inch collectible figures are back, which these are double the size now, and they are the Black Ninja Ranger, Black Ranger, Blue Ninja Ranger. Blue Ranger, Pink Ninja Ranger, Pink Ranger. This is really hard to say. It's like a red lorry, yellow lorry. <laughs> uh, red Ninja Ranger, Red Ranger, White Ninja Ranger, White Ranger, Yellow Ninja Ranger, Yellow Ranger. Whew, got there. These were all a part of the same line of summer 1995. And the Rangers, do they look any different? Or are they just re-releases? They look... I think they've got their ninja symbols, so they've changed that. Nice. Um, I can't tell sure. from the photos, unfortunately. I'm just trying to see if they're the same poses. Oh, no, different. Actually, if you look at the White Ranger, I think they've cut the shield to look like the movie version. They have. So he's got a he's got a movie shield. Sorry, he's got a movie sculpt. The yeah. others don't. Or have they? It's hard to tell. It is very hard to tell. No, they no 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 no. They're they're all movie. The Red Ranger's got his um, weird visor. Oh wow! You have a look. I've never noticed this before. 
they, yeah, they they kind of got an air of movie about them, haven't they? If you look at the abs as well. They um they sculpted like the movie. Wow, Bandai, you could do it in the three inch scale. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. That's funny. These so these were for what like twenty years? I want to say twenty years. <laughs> the only way that you could get movie accurate ranges were by buying the three inch collectible figurines with no posability. Amazing, classic. That is quite incredible. And even the, to be fair, the Ninja Rangers look a bit better than the uh, the action feature versions as well. Yeah, I haven't looked at these ones yet. I was just, yeah, they do, don't they? I wish whoever was working on those three-inch collectible figures could have come across to the Automorphins that year. Yeah. These must have sold pretty well then, I guess, if... If they kept they, going with them. Yeah, and they were willing to have them be brand new sculpts every time. Yeah. Redecos. Yeah. So cheap. One dollar twenty-five. Is that that up? would have been that would have been like a pound, wouldn't it? Oh, it's gone up six cents from the second series. <laughs> wow, six whole cents, and worth every penny. So moving on to the new five-point-five inch uh, movie villains scale of figures. These were summer nineteen ninety-five. Ivan Ooze. Maud Mordant, Tengu Warrior, and Lord Zed. I don't remember seeing these, to be honest. Uh, not in England, anyway. Um, I think I've seen them, obviously, online in years gone by. The, because my first Ivan Ooze was the Bandai Legacy 2015 one, this looks really silly to me. You know, it, I would definitely have taken it back in the day and been glad for it, I'm sure. Mordant, that is interesting that kind of strikes me as one of those um masters of the universe style releases where they had to introduce a new character for the film just to sell a toy of it the tengu the tengu looks a, a bit rubbish uh, especially given how perfect the recent uh, hasbro legacy one is it almost looks like he's got like a batman cape instead of wings and obviously the the tried and tested lord zed uh i wonder Lord Zed, there's no reference to it lighting up and actually looks like they have uh, filled in his chest with a colour this time. So although it's the same mould, I think they've taken out the electronic battery feature, which is typical Bandai of uh, that year, I think. The Tengu warrior looks a bit anorexic, doesn't it? <laughs> it <laughs> just looks a bit creepy. It looks like yeah. something out of the con Conjuring universe. It does, actually, yeah. It looks like a doll, which is, uh, yeah... I just looked up, Tengu was the movie name, Tenga is the TV show name. But I wonder why they changed that for the TV show. I wonder if it was just like rights, I wonder if, you know how like... Oh, so Fox owned the name to Tengu Warrior then. Yeah, yeah. and it could be the same for um, like the nin ninja power, so they were called, I think they they, they used like Ninjetti as the um, morphing sequence in the movie but they call, they use ninja ranger power now in the tv show and they also thought a bit they they use the um the kind of more identity protected versions where it was just their eyes showing in the tv show which always really annoyed me but i guess it made sense because they were just battling in the park every week that would make sense as well i, I just put two and two together the reason why mordant isn't in the tv show is because he's in the movie mm. and he first appeared in the movie so because when I re when I watched the f the film for the first time, I just automatically assumed it was a new henchman that came along at some point. But he just he just appears in the movie, yeah, out of nowhere. 
And then he just described that he's kind of like a, an amalgamation of uh, all the villains they've got rid of. So he's kind of like Squat and Babu together. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's he's just odd, isn't he? Uh, right. M- moving on, uh, there's a new three-inch line series three, but they never released in fall of 1995. Which I mean, people have got photos of them in package. So did they release? Something wow! So these these are uh, three inch collectible figures. They did some in spring, some in summer, and then they were planning on doing some in fall, I guess. Yeah, these are the full ones. So the ones that weren't released are Adam, Aisha, Falcon Zord, Lord Zed, Master Vile, Ninja Megan, Falcon Zord, Ninja Megazord, Rito Revolto, Rocky, Shogun Mega Falcon Zord, Shogun Megazord, Silent Knight. <laughs> Great name. Holy night. <laughs> that, the true star of a, a future Power Rangers Christmas special. Silent Night. Interesting that these, by the looks of it, are the first proper Series 3 figures, being Rita Revolto, Master Vile, and then the Megazords. And a nice way to, well, it would have been a nice way to have gotten Adam, Aisha, and Rocky. And actually, the the way they've done these figures are pretty decent Aisha looks a bit flat kind of but um... I mean they, they could have been released because these are all on card backs but they've got the they've got the stop symbol which says to me that they weren't released yeah so I don't, I'm unsure if you if you ever own these let, let us know I'd be interested to to see yeah it says that the stop symbol represents an item or assortment which is unreleased either cancelled or a future release but then the photos are actual so i'm i'm not sure moving on from those though the five inch action evil space aliens which is fall of 1995 it's flap attack or vampirus air pump cannon rito revolto spinning head attack master vile dual attack slotsky slice uh, is it slotsky or slotsky uh slotsky sounds right okay Slicing action, Eric the Barbaric, Rapid Fire, Steamy Meanie, and Witchblade, which was not released. But there's a prototype on a box, it looks like, or a toy fair. Oh, yeah. Which actually looks like a really nice figure. So it's it, a shame. it looks really nice. It's quite amazing. A, a lot of paint and yeah, the sculpt seems really nice. I've got a lot of these. I've got a lot from an eBay auction from a few years ago, and I had no idea what most of them were called. Uh, oh, you I, know. I love the name Rapid Fire Steamy Meanie. I think that's my favourite. Rito Revolto looks amazing. Yeah, that one I bought even more recently, because the one that came with my eBay lot was missing an arm or a leg. So I, I've re-bought him recently, and it is a nice figure. It could do with a black wash over its uh, skeleton half, but it's, yeah, it's a nicely done monster figure. He does look like he's got thighs that could kill anyone, though, <laughs> if, you, if you placed your head in between it, though. Yeah. His, his arms are a bit anorexic, and then his legs are like Arnold's. Nice camouflage paint on, a, well, half of him. Master Vile looks like a brick. Uh, he is, yeah, can attest oh, to that. Oh, he is a brick, okay. He's a, a very hollow, very round figure. His arms don't even move. His action feature is a dial on his back, which uh, rotates both his head and like a circular symbol on his chest. Nothing special, but 
if you like having the uh, the boss of each season, I guess he's the back half boss. Slotsky, I have not looked at. Oh, that looks like a really cool design. Yeah. Have you have you got that one? Not sure. I hope so. <laughs> really cool. Yeah. I, I really like the look of that one. Yeah, I don't remember it, so maybe I don't. But yeah, I, I like that one. Is that when uh was that Rocky's famous pachinko machine? Was it? I've got no idea. I've only seen parts of season three. I'll be honest, and I don't remember seeing him. So Rocky just oh, it's season two. I'm thinking Rocky just wants to have fun. <laughs> what yeah. a name! I know. <laughs> Eric the Barbaric looks like a Motu villain. I'm gonna lie. Masters of the Universe. Steamy meanie, what even is that? Is that um what's his face's machine? That's just it looks like uh what's his name? Um we're getting a lightning collection figure of it. Oh yeah, Finster. Finster. It looks like his machine has been turned into a monster. Oh, maybe. I'm sure that wasn't the case. I'm sure they weren't that creative in the show. But uh... they'd never reference something from season one and season three. So far, going through these three years so far, the best figures have been the monsters. Yeah, really, um, really like diverse array of figures, aren't they? As, and impressive that they just kept going with them. Again, I wish they'd shown the Power Rangers as as much love and variation because then we possibly could have gotten the movie suits. But interesting that they just kept on going with monsters as though we were just buying them every week. Next up is the Action Ninja Rangers, finally the first release on this list that I actually had. I had the... I think I had white and pink, if I'm not yep. mistaken, but these are just the ninja sculpts with an action feature. Are these the only ninja sculpts? Yeah, until the legacy ones, I, I think so. Me and my bro had five again. I think we had, oh no, four. We didn't have either pink or yellow, but I have been able to pick them up in the years since. Um, yeah, they were they were quite cool. Um, kind of the same scale as Automorphins again. Uh, strangely proportioned in places. Um, always annoyed me that Tommy's twirling action, action feature meant that uh, one of his arms was permanently stuck upwards so you could never like put his arms by his sides without it looking like he'd broken something and revealing the screw holes on the back of the arm but yeah they were really cool i'm glad that we got them and that they although they're in a tv show packaging that they used those like head Movie styles designs. where you can still see the yeah a bit more of their faces so i should actually add but it's twirling did i say these twirling action white ninja ranger sword slashing red ninja ranger disc firing blue ninja ranger one two punch black ninja ranger kick action yellow ninja ranger net launching pink ranger pink mm. ninja ranger sorry it's weird that the girls have got skirts yeah why are you thinking they've, they've not done it before? Well, I they didn't have skirts on the show, did they? I'm going to Google it. I can't remember. So the, the new Pink Ranger from Hasbro does have a skirt, but it's just pink. And it's it's full. It's not like, not like this effect that they've gone for. Okay, so it's sort of semi-accurate. Yeah. Bit of artistic license there from Bandai. 
Fall of 1995 brought us the Blue Ranger Shark Cycle, Black Ranger Shark Cycle, basically every Ranger's Shark Cycle. Did you have these? Did not, no. Um, I think I've, I've went over this, the Season 2's bikes. that uh, The bikes just oh, yeah, didn't yeah. do anything for me. They were just over and over the same thing again. You know, it took up a lot of space, always fell over because they were all just on two wheels, unless you think they possibly had stabilizers to keep them upright. But yeah just they just seem to non power range z for me i wanted more transformation i didn't want just about bikes like you got in every other kid show yeah that's fair enough these look the sharks themselves the shark cycles themselves look okay the figures look like small not small uh resized versions of the eight inch figures I think these were like, so these are the, I want to say four inch figures. Um, oh, yeah. 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 So, so I think originally these were released in Japan and then in Europe on single carded vacuum packed cards. And then obviously became the season two and I guess three bike cycles. And they, they did actually keep to that mold for a number of years as well. So whenever you bought a bike, you would get one of these smaller scale figures to ride it. So weird that they went for sharks. Just now, like, thinking, why sharks? I would imagine it's to do with Kaku Ranger in Japan, surely. Yeah. These are season three. Yeah, I can't remember if they had them in Japan. It would make sense if they did. So there are eight-inch space aliens, Ivan Ooze, Horniter, and Scorpiton. I guess the Ivan Ooze is just, yeah, he's just blown up version of the five-inch one. Uh, Horniter... Oh, Hornet is one of the monsters. Okay, I guess Scorp... Scorpiton is the other one, right? He is, yeah. yeah. These are quite cool. They're they're a bit basic. They don't really move much. I, I guess the most posability you've got is in the Scorpitan, Scorpiton one, because it has so many legs. Um, yeah. I actually picked these up, I think, in 2020. Just randomly found them on eBay unboxed and thought, yeah, sure. So they, they, they're in the scale of the um, larger monsters, so I, I wondered if they would look alright with like the Ninja Zords. They kind of do, until you assemble them into Megazord, then they look a, a little on the shorts side. But cool that they did toys of them. Again, they haven't been released since, so I'd imagine they're a bit of a collector's item. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I didn't pay very much for them. I can't actually remember what I paid for them now. They were very reasonable, so if you want them, then keep an eye out. The next ones are the Deluxe Shogun Megazord, which was fall of 1995, and the Deluxe Ninja Megazord, and before that you had the movie edition of the Ninja Megazord. Uh, I'm assuming you had, well, two, two of these. I would imagine the oh, yeah. movie version of the Ninja Megazord, and then the Deluxe uh, Shogun Megazord, right? So uh, we had the Deluxe Ninja Megazord tv show packaging uh that was we found again in ireland in the roaches department store in 90 i think 96 in england well ireland at that point because we got thunder in 95 so we would have got ninja in 96 and by that point it had, it had uh, got into its season three packaging i suppose because i don't think i could be wrong uh, i might have just been living somewhere that where there wasn't a toys r us but i don't think we got the deluxe movie packaging zords in england well, that, would, that wouldn't surprise me, to be honest, because they are just the same figures, aren't they? They are, yeah, exactly the same. Just different outer box. 
Uh, I guess now I've got the Legacy Ninja Megazord, which they released in the movie box. So kind of got it eventually. I didn't have any of these. I had the Ninja Falcon Zord, which yeah. we'll talk about in a second, but I didn't have any of those three. Next up is the movie edition and just standard Falcon Zord. Uh, did you find that on the shop? Or... Yep. So uh, Falcon Zord, I think, I want to say I, I either got it in like the November of 96 or something. I, I remember picking it up after the Ninja Megazord because we would we were trying to use the uh the tiny playset you know that 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 tiny version falcon zord that came up earlier in the list which yeah. would clip onto the smaller ninja megazord so like we had that and we had the full size ninja megazord and so for a while we would try and kind of have the five deluxe ninja swords and then this tiny scale falcon zord and it was just terrible and we would try and like stick it the little falcon zord on the back and it it was just a mess so it was nice to get that impressive wingspan falcon zord um i think about 15 quid somewhere in in like a random toy store i think in the november and then the shogun megazord i think we got for christmas of 96 uh, that came from if i remember correctly woolworths and that w was quite impressive because it was a very flat box especially compared to how like chunky the ninja megazord box was it was it seemed very like streamlined and when you took the polystyrene insert out of the box you had the five shogun zords just kind of stood in it like a almost like those um ancient warriors that guard the temple in the power rangers movie they were just kind of there like three and i think it was as three and two it was a very impressive thing to unbox the first time the thing to note with the Falcon, sorry, not the Falcon Megazord, the Shogun Megazord is that it's pink instead of white. Oh yeah, God, I forgot about that. It's it's so weird that they did that. It's I can't I can't believe that they did that now, but actually I kind of can because if you think back to Thunder Megazord, they'd taken the green out of the Lions or they'd made it more obviously a black ranger zord technically in the ninja megazord they'd taken the red stem of the crane head and they'd made it pink obviously to simulate pink ranger and then for this they'd full-on taken a white zord and made it pink because you have to fit your usual color scheme naturally even if your tv show goes in a different direction and I, I guess that's why in the TV show they Tommy and Cat would share it, and then it, it made more sense in the toy line. Like, oh, well, I guess they were sharing it this whole time anyway. It's so strange now that they did it. But it works in a weird way, because, like, Tommy and Kimberly, then Cat's Zords, are so similar, like the Falcon and the Crane. They, like, you could imagine that, that Shogun's working as either. It's not like they had these jarringly different animal spirits is it so they got away with it and they they probably shouldn't have but they did the i remember with the falcon sword i remember it being so heavy that like nowadays i think that if you brought out a toy like that it could be a health hazard just because if like a child swings it around by the wing you could proper hurt someone with it um i don't know if that's still the case now but next up is the return of titanus i'm assuming that's the exact same as the first release so this is, as I researched when I was doing my video on this for Power Ranger 2, they did change some things. It can, yeah, it still has the motor-driven battery gimmick, so you can still put your massive batteries in and it'll still have the rolling action, so that's kind of cool. 
obviously Dragon Zord is is not available in this year, so how do you simulate that Ultra Zord mode with the Dragon Zord chest plate? They actually put one in the box this time, but on that they they actually took the batteries out. So you would have originally got a uh, the blinky light version in season one, but if you only ever got this version of Titanus, you would have got a slightly more silver version of it, and it didn't have anywhere for batteries to go. So that was different. I think everything else was the same. I think. If I'm remembering correctly, it still had the chain, but it might not have. But I don't believe it had the, you know, like the little sled pieces, which I have lost from mine. But it was it was to connect the Dino Megazord tank mode to the back of the cannons by using the sled pieces and the chain. Very strange. No wonder I didn't realise what they were for back in the day. But again, weren't needed for the Season 3 Ultrazord, so I think they were left out of the box. A very interesting release, one that I was all too happy to skip when I first saw it in Toys R Us, but now I'm, I, I think, what a strange thing this was, that they decided to bring back Titanus in the first place, and, and then just, just how bizarre it was in the show to see this Frankensteining of old Z-Ranger footage, plus the toys of the Titanus and the Ninja Megazord, and then later the Shogun Megazord, in its Ultra Zord formation, it it was it was like the most meta Power Rangers thing ever. Like it was <laughs> it was it was bizarre. You yeah, it's weird to me that they added features and then took away features. So the like battery compartment and stuff. Next up is Lord Zed Serpentera. I've never seen this before in my life, like in person. Yeah. Uh, did you have it at all, or was it? I did not. I remember seeing it in Toys R Us and thinking, that's cool, we'll, we'll probably get that. And then we never did. But uh, <laughs> I think in, was it last year, I actually finally managed to get one. I'd been re I remember once I won an eBay auction for one for seven ninety nine, and it was almost too good to be true and it never arrived. Aww. And um, and I'm always a bit suspicious on that one, but I I did manage to get another one last year, and it was not as cheap as that, but it was not overly priced, and it still had everything it needed, so it still had all the pieces. Well, it's all kind of one piece, but it kind of it's a bit easy to to kind of break or fracture because it's basically hollow plastic, and also like the little chrome shoulder pads are quite easy to snap off. And I also wanted like the little stickers that are on it that just add a bit more to it. So finding one on eBay is a bit of a mission. But you can get one if you uh, are just patient and bide your time. It is it is an impressive Zord, I would say. It's it's probably it's not helped by the TV show making it out to be gigantic because obviously they were never going to do it justice at that scale for the toy version so in the show back and, and to be fair season three is probably not the right time to be re releasing it but season two when when it was battling the thunder zords you would see that its foot was the same size as the top of the shell of tor the shuttle zord but in in toy equivalents they're they're fairly similarly sized i think serpentera is maybe like a head taller than the tor the shuttle zord in its in its uh, stood up mode I, I wish the TV show had not set that expectation. I wish the TV show had just shown it to be a bit taller than all of the Rangers Megazords rather than colossally huger. But yeah, it's it's a nice 
it's a nice one to have because up to that point we'd only ever got those uh, seven and eight inch monster figures to battle Megazords, and now finally here was something indisputably bigger. Obviously, the running joke in the TV show was that Lord Zed's sword was really bad on charge and would always uh, run away rather than get destroyed. So, for your for your own amusement of play, you could have just kept that joke going and uh never have it uh, destroyed and uh, that's why it keeps coming back for more a very interesting toy not essential i'd say um i don't feel i kind of feel the same having bought it to when i spent two or three decades without it like it's not really added a great deal to my life i'm i'm glad they did it i will i will end on a positive that that i'm glad they did it the scale was always going to be an issue though wasn't it you can't show something like that in the tv show and then not disappoint people with the with the, the height you eventually go with for the deluxe toy next up is the micromorphin playsets again this time black yellow and blue because these are the photos shown in package i can't tell who the monsters are oh they did do them oh thank god for that so yeah i guess you i guess you could have done all done a, a loop of all these yellow is with master vile and oh, what's really annoying though is that they come with their season three swords. And I can't tell who black or blue come with monster wise. Yeah, I can't be sure. I can't believe they did that. So you would have three mini thunder swords and three mini ninja swords. Yep. <laughs> kind of glad I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> and then after those is the Lord Zed's playset Dome of Doom, which was never released. And by the looks of it, you can only see it in a TV ad. Wow, I did not know about this. This is brand new information. <laughs> but there's literally nothing to go off of apart from a chair and the same Lord Zed figure that you could have gotten ten times already by this point. Yeah, I, I can't tell what size that Lord Zed is. I mean, I would presume with it saying it's a playset, it would be the, the smaller scale one. But just strange that he seems to have almost elbow articulation, which neither of the figures that they did release had. Just for him to be able to be holding his staff like that, I'm not, not sure. But yeah, that would have been cool. I, obviously, we now have people able to 3D print Lord Zed's throne. Um, so you you can mimic at least what we can see in this very limited grainy old picture but yeah i'm very intrigued on on what this playset dome of doom would have been because that would have been really cool and i think if you think in the tv show how often in season three how much action took place at lord zed's palace like how often like the white ranger would have to break in the pink ranger would have to break in it did seem like the tv show was positioning us to wanting to get a, a villain playset I, I would say yeah it's a shame they didn't release this because from memory we actually haven't had a villain playset i don't think no no i think you're right i think a lot of people would have bought it I, I i definitely would have bought it especially given how many monsters that they released like it would have been cool to have like a headquarters for them all talking about monsters actually uh, so next up is New Deluxe Evil Space Aliens, which is the 8-inch line, I think. They are yep. Deluxe Merrick the Barbaric Calcifier, Master Vile, 
Silent Night, Hornetor, and Scorpiton. So I lied about these are the only releases, or, you know, previously. They did release them again. Yeah, these look okay, I suppose. I don't think the sculpts do well for 8-inch. Looks very soft. I, I, yeah, soft is a good way to describe it. The the paint details, even normally at a large scale, you you would expect paint to kind of pop and be a bit more prominent. I I think he, it doesn't look too bad on the master vial. You can see like they like painted his nails even. Which I don't think they did on the smaller size figure. But a lot of these, especially like our beloved Silent Night, I think look a bit boot. Dare I say bootleg. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Master Vile does look nice, but again, he just looks like a brick. So, yep. I mean, he would have been a brick, wouldn't he? So, yeah, a bit lacklustre. And finally, the last figure of this year is the Deluxe Automorphin Ninja. We, did you have very, this? How topical. Uh, yes, we did have this. This uh, is was a nice toy uh, back in the day. Obviously, spring-loaded, shoulder pads leg covers which i guess form boots and then uh his head which kind of does the automorphin trick of uh his ninja mode into what the box is describing as his attack mode yeah this was nice although limited in articulation uh i think you had like wrist movement and the usual kind of 360 arm rotation but nothing else it was it was decent it was nice that it was in scale with the deluxe megazords it just made you want and i i'm i'm glad i can't believe that hasbro have finally solved this decades later but it it just made you want an action figure size one if you look across the line the rest of the line for this year where you've got things like master vile in like two sizes i don't think he ever i mean i could be wrong but i don't think he ever grew big in the show so you know like him needing a, a larger size one i guess he could fight the eight inch power ranger figures but it's it's strange that people like him got the two sizes but someone like ninja who was probably in, in featured in season three more consistently than master Vaya, who only came towards the end strange that he just got that one tall size figure um and it would have been awesome had they have done even if it was just like an action figure of his his like blue mode wouldn't even have needed the transformation for like a kind of civilian size fight but it would have been cool if they'd done that but yeah as far as the deluxe one goes it was it was decent but it could have had more articulation it is a missed opportunity isn't it but having said that this year was packed full of releases like so many yeah. toys coming out and I think this probably is the like highest point of toys released per year. I mean, it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. That we went through today. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Like, if it's the Bandai's first foray into uh, multiple toy lines, although it is really, let's be real, the same toy line. The fact that they had the the movie, uh, different branded packaging, simultaneously releasing with their usual style tea stuff you know that they seem to it's it, it's interesting seeing them do that method like it's interesting show and movie side by side but compare that to when they were doing ninja steel or super steel i forget which, which year it was in 2017 i think it was the first year plus power rangers 2017 movie toy line plus power rangers legacy and i think you could really start to see the spokes coming off in 2017 because they just were doing everything at once, but they weren't particularly doing anything well. Whereas 
back in season three, they'd obviously had two frantic years where they had tried to keep up with this ridiculous production demand of worldwide like popularity. Everyone wants your toys all the time. You can't keep up with the pace. The third year in, they're finally starting to be able to work out what they need to do to keep these toys on the shelves. And they've got the movie to contend with. So they're like they've obviously gone with the the easy solution for them like all right what can we get what's going to be simple for us what's going to help us get these toys out on the shelf as quickly as possible and it's it's simple recolors and repaints um and and just simple reboxing of things rather than trying anything too exciting i suppose so in in a way like the third year is kind of a an achievement for them because they were able to keep up with that and it i imagine they they couldn't have lost money because whatever they didn't sell for the movie they could have just reboxed up as a season three toy pretty much and i imagine that's why score uh the ivanu's hornetron and scorpion why they were also re-released in the tv show packaging despite not appearing in the tv show yeah just i think an interesting time to kind of commentate on from this point in time looking back now Hasbro are definitely trying to recreate, I wouldn't call it the magic, but the manic of the public in terms of scrambling to buy Power Rangers merchandise. Because, I mean, the rumour, I mean, with Jonathan, Jonathan, sorry, Entwistle coming on board next year, I think. I mean, he is already on board and probably making stuff now. But what I mean by that is that his stuff probably won't start to air until next year. So it's... It's interesting to see Hasbro trying to replicate the late 90s mania that was Power Rangers, and I don't think they're going to be able to do it as well. I think that we are going to be getting a lot, and I know they're trying to turn it into... Well, I say I know, I'm theorising that they are going to try and turn it into a Transformers thing where they've got things for adults and things for kids, and I think that is the right way of doing it, just to please everyone. But yeah, I mean, I, if I was alive in this year, I would just I would have been in heaven, pretty much, just with the amount of toys that are on shelves. Because yeah. back then, I would imagine Power Rangers had a whole aisle to itself, whereas nowadays, the toy aisle of, you know, in any store is basically half an aisle, at least here in the UK. It's not even, actually not even half, it's like a quarter. It's, uh, it would have been, I would have loved to have grown up in this time period. I mean, the... Because I grew up with Lightspeed to uh, Dino Thunder, and they did command still a lot of shelf space. I doubt it was nearly as big as what you grew up with, especially. At that age, you you can't comprehend sales figures and all the rest of it. You, you just go along with it, and it, it just becomes an expectation almost that you would walk into a Toys R Us and it, it would be kind of head to footer of an aisle plus the uh, promotional bit on the end, all Power Rangers toys. Um, yeah. yeah it was uh it was a very uh a fun time next year of course would be zeo i think right yeah would have been z would it have been Z? yeah would have been yep. zeo next year we'll talk about the alien rangers as well before we get on to zeo and uh but yeah until then uh what have you got anything more to say or want to add anything or want to plug yourself what are you up to yeah i think that that, that wraps it up very well it's 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 nice how um how much stuff they managed to get out there at the end of mighty morphin yeah it's they really uh called on a lot of their own resources like bringing back titanus and yeah it's uh it's uh gives me all the nostalgia feels to to look back on and think how brilliant and how how much merch was going on in that year 
yeah, in terms of where you where my stuff is, obviously Parangiogram is the Instagram, Parangiotube is the YouTube, and I've I'm currently working on my Time Force review, which is taking ages, but it's looking good. So if anyone's interested in, in the Time Force Megazord, be sure to check out that video out. I'm looking forward to that because that's uh, that's where that's where sort of I started with it, I suppose. Um, but I'll have all your links down in the description. I just want to say a huge thank you to Josh Steele for creating the cover art. His Instagram is at a basket of kisses and website is Josh Steele, sorry, joshsteele.co.uk. Also a huge thank you to Frankie Waters for putting together the intro and outro. His toy photography Instagram is at figure underscore lens. You can find me on Instagram at Lightning Collection, on Twitter at PRL Collective, and also on YouTube. And if you do want to support the podcast, um, I've created a coffee account, which I'll have linked down below as well. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for coming on board this week. Always good chatting to you. Thanks for having me. Very enjoyable. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about 96, I would imagine, in a few weeks' time. Sweet. And uh, yeah, hope everyone has a good week ahead of them. And uh, yeah, see you later. Bye. See you. Bye bye. You've just been listening to the Lightning Collective podcast. Have a great day.